The Welsh Wire, where talent and business connect in West Michigan. The Welsh Wire features moderator Mike Rogers and professional recruiting expert Sherry Welsh in this weekly podcast. Listen in as leaders from a wide array of small to mid-sized West Michigan companies weigh in and share their experiences and insights on a variety of business topics, including employee retention challenges and recruitment success stories. Hi, this is Mike Rogers with another great Welsh Wire conversation. Now, here's Sherry Welsh. We're so thrilled to have a couple guests with us today, actually from the east side of the state, from the Detroit area. (laughs) First, we have with us Stephen Henderson, who is a host of Detroit Today on WDET, and also Nolan Finley, who's with the Detroit News. We're welcoming you to the Welsh Wire in West Michigan. Thanks, Sherry. Thanks for having us. So glad to have you here. The two of you have been working together on a really neat project, but I want to give folks a little bit of your background first before we start to talk about this cool project you're involved with called the Civility Project. Okay. Okay. So uh, I want to tell you a little bit about Stephen's background. So Stephen's a journalist who is very accomplished. He's won the 2014 Pulitzer Prize for Commentary and the 2014 National Association of Black Journalists, Journalists of the Year Award. That was while he was writing for the Free Press. And he's a Detroit native, University of Detroit Jesuit High School grad, and a Michigan Wolverine. (laughs) And he's been hosting uh, Detroit Today on WDET since 2015. And then in 2020, he founded Bridge Detroit, where he serves also as executive editor. Um, He's got a long accomplished career working for the Baltimore Sun, the Chicago Tribune, the Lexington Herald, Leader, and Knight Ritter. And he's the co-host of One Detroit, along with his friend, Nolan Finley. And Nolan has been in the newspaper business for a long time. He started as a copy boy at the Detroit News. I love that. (laughs) Literally grew up on the shop floor while a senior in college. And he also worked for the Jackson Citizen Patriot before he came back to the news as a reporter and covered um, Coleman Young's administration. And he's been the newspaper's city editor, business editor, politics editor, and deputy managing editor. And in 2000, he was named editorial page editor, and his columns have been in the paper ever since that time. He graduated from Schoolcraft College and Wayne State University, and in 2012, Nolan was inducted into the Michigan Journalism Hall of Fame, and like I mentioned, he is the co-host of One Detroit on Detroit Public Television, along with Stephen. So some pretty accomplished folks here that got together to work on a project they devised called the Civility Project. So Nolan, Stephen, tell us about the Civility Project. How did that come to be? Well, Sherry, like most good relationships, it started on a bar stool. <laughs> that is the absolute truth. <laughs> Steve and I, of course, met early on when he started at the uh, as the Free Press uh, editorial page editor, and people were thinking it would be fun to throw us together and watch us fight as a liberal oh, nice. conservative. <laughs> and we found that yeah, we did enjoy the fighting and the and you know the debates, but we also debated. Uh, we also enjoyed. Uh, sitting together over a good bourbon afterwards and talking about a lot of things, politics included, but a realm of things. And it occurred to us early on that we could be very good friends without agreeing 
politically. And we didn't think at the time it was that exceptional, although a lot of other people did. Mm -hmm. And in the intervening years, it is becoming more and more uncommon for people to form friendships across the political divide. And over the last few years, it's become virtually impossible. Yeah, I, I certainly hear and understand that. Um, what was that like for you, Stephen? Those those early days of getting to know Nolan and yeah, learning about each know, other. And I mean, I think one of the things that that we realized early on was that uh, we had things in common. Uh, in addition to the things that we disagreed with, one of them was bourbon. Uh, both of us <laughs> are big fans of bourbon, uh, but that discussion of that led us to to discover that uh, you know Nolan is from Kentucky. Uh, I spent the first two and a half years of my uh, journalism newspaper career in Kentucky, uh, reporting on the Eastern Kentucky and, and, and learning about that part of the world. Uh, and that led us to, to just, you know, becoming actual people to one another and not just uh, a political opinion, uh, an opposing political view. Um, one of the things that really crystallized that for us, I think, was a few years ago when NPR StoryCorps came here to Detroit. And that's a project that's collecting American stories about relationships. Right. Uh, and most people, uh, when they go do that, they take their spouse or they take a family member. Uh, I took Nolan with me uh, and said, uh, let's go tell our story. But I want to tell that story. Uh, not about the disagreements that we have, but I want to tell the story from each of our point of view about where our views come from. Mm -hmm. Why do we think of ourselves the way that we do? What are the experiences we had that led us to believe the things that we believe? Uh, and we did that. And I think in doing that, we really came to understand a lot more about why the other person disagrees with us about uh, politics and issues. Um, and we started to think, well, that's a great thing to share with people. That is Absolutely. an exercise that a lot of people should be able to undertake and get to a better space where they can have disagreements without it devolving into antipathy uh, or fighting or some of the other stuff that we see so common. Right, right. And I understand that that story core, that, that moment was, a, your story was unique on story core, right? Like most, as you said, most people were with their spouses or whatever. I mean, they, a relationship like this was not something that was typically no. introduced. So it was pretty yeah, unique. It caught the attention of the Detroit Regional Chamber. We got to give them credit. They brought us up to Mackinac. We had been doing bourbon parties up there for, for quite a long time. So they brought us up to Mackinac for their policy conference and had us do a civility session up uh, there and one in Detroit <sighs> as well, in which we paired people off to do exactly what we did. And then oh, great. Stories. And we found that to be a very effective exercise in encouraging civility. And we started, you know, thanks to, you know, earlier this year, thanks to Delta Dental uh, sponsoring this project. We started doing it uh, in, in groups large and small all over the place. And then COVID hit and we moved to Zoom. Uh, and we found that's been very effective as well, just in encouraging uh, the sort of pre-conversation understanding that we think is essential to having a civil Right, right. Discussion. So this was born out of, hey, I, I'm going to go ahead and take you to StoryCorps. Something <laughs> cool kind of happened here. The Detroit Chamber picks it up and takes it up to Mackinac. You're splitting off in groups. People are kind of liking this. 
it just sort of was organically born. It was sort of catching hold. And uh, the graciousness of Delta Dental in Michigan, Indiana and Ohio to underwrite and be your sponsor for a program, right? That's just, I mean, it has turned out to be a really great conversation that you've been sharing. So, so who is the civility project for? I mean, is it for politicians? Because I know what the chamber's about and I know what Mackinac's about. I think it's for more than just politicians, though, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I mean, um, up on Mackinac, we did get a lot of uh, politicians who did it uh, and I think learned some things that uh, hopefully help them do their jobs better. Uh, but I, I think in, in Nolan and I's minds, uh, it really is about everybody. It really is about those everyday interactions that that we have that have deteriorated so much in the last few years. Uh, I think it's become really difficult for people in their everyday lives with people that they interact with frequently to figure out how to uh, how to have these discussions about really difficult things that uh, we may disagree with without reaching the point uh, of boiling over or of walking away um, mm-hmm. or just reaching the, that, that, that awful point of feeling bad, feeling badly about the way you interact with somebody. That, that has just become the way we deal with each other. Social media, of course, feeds that and thrives off of it. I think the 24-hour news cycle um, is another thing that really stokes it. Um, this is a way to step away from that and try to get back to that one-on-one interaction and do it in a way that does not lead toward uh, toward those awful those awful conflicts. Right. And Sherry, people make an awful lot of assumptions about people based on their political expression. Steve and I get that all the time. I hate you. So you make a lot of um, assumptions about how you view and feel a person based solely on their politics. And we are all much broader, much deeper than our politics. Uh, You know, when this idea really first started germinating in me um, was when Steve and I were at the Republican, again, on Mackinac at the Republican State Convention early on in his tenure. And it was a little bit of an uncomfortable uh, place probably for him. But he and I were standing in the car, and I walk away from him for a minute, and two women who, you know, I knew to be very conservative activists, came up and said, how could you be talking to him? How could you be friends with him? We just hate him. He's so awful. And I said, do you know him? When did you meet him? They said, oh, we never met him. I said, well, before you decide you loathe him, why don't you go up? I said, he's just standing there. Go up there and talk to him. Well, it's common. I mean, this is not an uncommon um, Unfortunately, you're right. Yeah, and I said, I said, don't argue with him. Just go find out who he is. And it, I mean, he, they were with him for it felt like hours. And you know, <laughs> I finally pulled him away, and they were just, oh, he's so great. And you know, if we just take the time, you know, our, one of the things we say, one of the sort of the tenets of this is that everybody comes to their percentages. I mean, decent, intelligent people all come to their opinions the same way. They take the facts. They take information, apply their own values and experiences to to it, and they come up with a viewpoint. If that viewpoint's different from yours, it doesn't make them evil. doesn't mean they're unpatriotic. They hate the country. Uh, it doesn't mean they're stupid. It just means that they've had different experiences and have different and have formed different values. And that's what they're applying to the facts. And so when you enter a conversation, if you understand what those values and experiences 
are, you can have a better discussion. The other thing we urge, Sherry, is that you don't enter any conversation because we hear all the time, I can't talk to that person anymore. I, they're just so, I can't talk. Their opinions offend me so much, I can't talk to them. If you're entering a conversation with the goal of converting the person you're talking to to your views or uh, uh, discrediting their views in their mind, don't bother. It's not going to happen. Uh, Steve's been working on me for years. And I- <laughs> I'm still in. Um, you know, go into a conversation with the goal of trying to achieve more understanding, uh, to learn something perhaps, to sharpen your own views, to test your own views, but don't go in trying to win. Yeah. Uh, you know, one of the other uh, things we also say about this is, you know, civility in some people's minds means avoiding tough topics. It means avoiding mm. conflict. And anybody who knows me and Nolan and knows us together knows that just, uh, that would never cut it. Uh, you know, we like to argue about uh, the things we disagree about. And sometimes we get really passionate. We get really worked up. Sometimes we get angry at each other about the things that the other person has said or the things that the other person is uh, espousing. And what makes that possible is the greater context of the relationship. If we were doing that and didn't really know each other, didn't really have any sort of personal relationship uh, of understanding, uh, it would break down and it would have to stop. But because we have that other relationship, I think each of us leaves any argument we have saying, I might be mad right now and I might need to get away from this right now because I am going to lose it. But I will be back. I will be back to this conversation because the relationship is actually what matters. It's not what we are agreeing on or disagreeing on. It's the fact that uh, we both know where it comes from and have respect for that position, even when we disagree with it. Right, right, which is so fabulous. And if we bunker down, if we bunker down as a society, if we get, Steve mentioned social media and cable news and all that in the beginning, if we, if we just surround ourselves with the opinions we agree with and people who agree with us, and if we only get our information from sources that affirm our beliefs, we are never going to move anywhere near consensus in this country yeah. because good government is made in the middle. And most people in the country still, I believe, live somewhere close to the middle. And if we're out there staying intentionally apart, uh, we're never going to solve the problems we have. And that's one thing uh, Steve and I very much have in common. We share the common goal, the common desired outcome of wanting this to be a better place, our community, Mm -hmm. our state, our country. We want people to be more prosperous, happier, to be treated fairer. We have different ideas for how you get to that point. Right. We know we want to end up in the same place. So, you know, the conversation then has value, even when it gets loud, even when it gets. Oh, yeah, it sure does. And and I was going to ask you about your end game for the Civility Project. You know, why you do what you do. I think you just pretty aptly described it. But we envision this great big giant Coca-Cola commercial where everybody... (laughs) 
We're dating ourselves when we say that. I was going to say, most people wouldn't remember that. No, You're like, what is that? I'm not really sure. I, I just barely remember it. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> but I hear you. I mean, that's, that is a great, and, and, and that has, I mean, the way you're working the civility project has obviously changed. From when it started, because you were up in Mackinac breaking into small groups. Well, we're not breaking into small groups so much right now, but you're taking your message and your ideas and your food for thought. Yeah, through Zoom. And and if you think about this has been way more in demand and popular than we imagined it would be in person. And some of it is because it's easier, right? You know, people don't have to leave their homes even to participate in it. Uh, You just got to be able to to connect uh, with your computer. But I, I, I also really believe that the other thing that's very attractive to people about this right now is the is the context in which it's happening. Mm-hmm. The, the, the pandemic itself is one of the most challenging issues we've ever dealt with, not just as a nation, but as, as a planet. Uh, right. I mean, it's a human challenge that, uh, that looks like nothing else that any of us has ever experienced. Uh, and then you add on top of that uh, this renewed attention to police brutality, to systemic racism and inequality, the, the massive protests that we've seen in the streets, the calls for America to deal with these things really differently than it has in the past. That is really challenging stuff. Um, I think there are a lot of people looking for ways, genuinely looking for ways to engage with people about this uh, in a way that doesn't break down into into destructive uh, exchange. 100%. They, they, they want to know how to be able to talk That's to right. people they disagree with. Uh, yeah. and, and I think that 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 helps explain. I mean, we've been doing one of these or more a week uh, mm-hmm. with, with dozens of people online who I think are just, they're just hungry for the yeah. opportunity to think about this in a different way. Yeah, yeah. I, I would 100% agree with you on that, Steve. And I think it's, you know, folks want to have constructive conversations that lead to productive means, Outcomes, yeah. right? That, that actually move the needle and get some things done versus we're all just shouting at each other. Nobody's listening and everything stays the same and we spent. Yeah. And it's possible. It's possible. I mean, we started this. Right. We went into it this year thinking 2020. It's going to be a tough year for civility with the election. We didn't anticipate all this other stuff. Uh, right. And we believe 2021 may be, you know, given the results of the election and the hard feelings that are coming, going to be in place and the fractures that are going to be in place, no matter how it comes out, that 2021 uh, is going to be just as difficult and challenging for civility. And so we intend to be back doing this next year, throughout the year, uh, as long as people want to talk about it. And, you know, one of the things... Steve always says about uh, civil conversations is it starts with listening. Yes. And, you know, sometimes we think we listen and we're not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is so true. That is so true. Well, I, I was thrilled to learn about your work. And as we've talked about before, realize that I, in West Michigan, there's not a lot of folks that know about what you've been doing and the impact that you've been making and, and a lot of organizations, and a lot of people's lives with your stories and of inspiration and your great suggestions for really how to do civility and do it well. So, you know, we are thrilled to be able to bring a Kalamazoo focused 
webinar to the folks in our community and let them hear your stories and your suggestions. And it's my hope. And I think that it resonates with your goal too, that we can just change the hearts and minds of a few people, right? As a spark in their communities and in their spheres of influence. I mean, we can affect some real change, right? Whether it's in our schools, our government, our places of work, all over the place. We can affect some real change by modeling civility. And uh, certainly the two of you have done that for a number of years. Great role models and great stories to share. I'm excited for our webinar. <laughs> we are too. <laughs> right, good. So for our listeners to know, our webinar is coming up, the Civility Project webinar. If you have uh, been listening and you're excited about this like we are, please join us. It's on September 15th at 1230 uh, there will there's a link for how to get into the Zoom meeting, which you can register for right on our website, welshandassociates.net. Uh, we can take as many people as want to be in on this, and we encourage you to grab a sack lunch and sit down in front of your computer and uh, and have a good conversation with Nolan and Stephen for an hour and learn about the Civility Project and how you can be a difference maker um, in the place that you live, work, and play. So... Um, Nolan, Stephen, can't thank you enough for sharing the history of how this project came to be in your history together and the work that you're doing. We are so appreciative, too, of your sponsor, Delta Dental in Michigan, for, um, for underwriting your work here. And uh, look forward to having you both uh, in the webinar on September 15th. Thanks, Sharon. Yeah. We're looking forward to it. Thanks for being on the Welsh Wire today. Thank you for listening to The Welsh Wire. We hope you'll join us for the next episode. For more information, visit welshandassociates.net.